0: On an empty stomach. Yeah, what's happening, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. My name is Rudy Pavich. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every day at 9 45 a.m. It goes live on Instagram at Rudy underscore Povich. What's happening, everybody? What's up, Jessica? Thanks for hopping on. Uh, what's up, uh Angel? What's happening? How are you? Good to see you. What's up, Sally? Uh, let's see, Tara. What's up with Tara? Jim Norder. What's up, buddy? Uh, fun hanging out with you last week. Always a pleasure, Amanda. How are you? Uh, I imagine uh, probably going to be a little light today. I noticed that uh, there are a lot of people already out and at them. Holy criminy! Um, I was up uh, early this morning, ran to the gym, and then went to Target to go grab a couple of last minute things before the uh, big uh, big feast for tomorrow. And holy shit, dude, the place was the place was hopping. It was packed. Where are all these people come from, man? Don't you people sleep? My goodness. I uh, <clears throat> I, uh, I picked up the uh, last couple of, uh, you know, trimmings for tomorrow, but uh, I got a last-minute call for some devil decks. See, I don't know if you guys knew this or not. What's up, Danielle? Saying hi to everybody. Hello, Mira, Auntie Reedy, Scooter. Good to see you guys. Um, my uh, my go-to snack for every festivity is always the devil deck. Because uh first off a couple of things. Number 1, uh delicious. Absolutely delicious. Uh tons of protein. Pretty goddamn good for you if you know couple it with a bunch of other food and uh tons of alcohol, but usually uh that's they're in the mix, you know? Uh what's up BJ? How are you, bud? Uh the other thing about them is that uh, they're incredibly easy to make and don't veer. Don't veer. I'm telling you right now, don't veer. Don't be that person that puts the sprinkles a little bit of bacon on the top. Don't be that person that's got to get cute with them and decide you're going to go avocado inside. No, don't be that person. Dude, stick to what you know. There's a reason why deviled eggs have worked for how many years? They ain't broken. You don't need to fix them. Knock it off. Don't need your weird, you know, uh, let's see, uh, Angel, oh my God, I make the best deviled eggs. I'll, I'll give you a run for your money. I'll give you a run. Seriously, man. You know, you're, it's good when people are like calling for them by name, you know, the 4th of July party is about to kick off and you get that text message two days beforehand, July 2nd. They're like, hey, by the way, you bringing double dags? You uh, you got the double dags uh, in the hopper? What's up? you going know, to bring them, right? I'm like, damn right. Don't be, don't be experimenting. Don't be trying new things. Not on holidays. Once every three months, I get a, uh, I get a text message and somebody will send me a link and they'll be like, check out these Baby Yoda Devil Dags. Ain't these the cutest things? They're the cutest damn things. Look at these things. Look at them. A little Baby Yoda Devil Dags. You put a little avocado in there. Then you add a couple of raisins for the eyes. I'm like, no. No, you, you, we're not. We're not doing that. That's not happening. It's Listen, the, the, the Devil Dags have worked for all these years because they ain't broke. So don't be trying to fix them. Danielle, that's me with my taco dip. It's always requested. Good. I like a good taco dip. The original taco dip, when people do, were doing like laying on the glass pan and then laying it down with some sour cream and a little bit of taco seasoning and then sprinkling all the, uh, with the cheese and the lettuce and the stuff on top, it was pretty good. And then I think somebody upped the ante and started adding in like some, uh, like, like refried beans on the top. And I'm like, all right, you got me at that. You had me. You had me hooked right away, but then you guys went up the ante. What's up, Chuck? How are you, buddy? Um, You were just complaining about food. Food, uh, Chuck, probably one of the um, uh, best foodies I know, for sure. And not only that, his meme game. Dude, you, you need to find a friend with a good meme game. Try to find anybody who's got a good meme game. Between him and uh, my buddy Fat Polly out in San Francisco, those two dudes... I could just sit and scroll all day and uh, see what it is what sort of knowledge and kinship and friendship and entertainment those guys are spreading because I'm telling you right now it uh, it's pretty goddamn good. All right, uh, real quick, I want to hop into a t- uh, subject here. I was thinking about this yesterday. I was uh, editing the Megan Trainer working on a podcast, and uh, she's just a delight. She's just the sweetest little little peach on the planet. She's just a warm human being be nice if her team wouldn't call me at two o'clock in the morning, but she's the best. Gosh, she's great. Um, Yeah, she really is nice. And her brother, Ryan, is also uh, incredibly a a very funny guy. Him and I were having a back and forth over email the other day because he was... I saw a picture of him. He was rocking a Minnesota Wild jersey and I'm like, whoa, representing my state. What's up, dude? And he went... uh, He said, yeah, man, um, I was in uh, Minnesota and as a gift from the team, they donned Minnesota Wild jerseys for you know the entire trainer clan when we got there. And it even says trainer on the bag. And I was like, dude, if I was you, I mean, I would just tell people you played second line for them. Because I don't think anybody would ever call you out on it. Name me five players that played for the Minnesota Wild. Go ahead. I'll wait. Not a lot of people know. We enjoy the team around here. Everybody likes going to the games. I have noticed this about the Minnesota Wild. Uh, pound for pound, Best-looking fans. which people would go, dude, hockey fans? I don't know. I've been to a lot of Twins games. I've been to a lot of Vikings games. Best-looking fans on the planet got to be the Minnesota Wild. There's something about the gals wearing the super-tight uh, super tight leggings with the little tiny, like, mini hockey jersey. Something about the dudes with the mullets walking into the, uh, the X. I'm telling you. Something about it. I've been to Vikings games, man. It's one thing when everybody gets bundled up in December to go watch a game, but, dude... Games one and two, when it's like the last week of August, beginning of September, and it's people walking down there with like crop tops and short shorts on before walking into U.S. Bank Stadium, you're like, you probably could have had a couple layers. We don't need to be seeing all that. That's... Listen, dude, I'm going to have enough Bud Lights in me later. My stomach's going to be turning. Gentlemen, walking in with just like a tank top on, your man boobs are showing. Come on. I mean, we're all here for side boob, but not your man side boob. Put that stuff away, man somebody's gonna lose an eye out on that field all right my goodness but i was thinking about it as i was um as i was editing the podcast every week on the megan trainer podcast called working on it they pick a subject and they usually bring in somebody who is a i don't know what you want to call it but sometimes it's a it's a Uh, professional in the field. Sometimes it's a therapist. Sometimes it's just somebody who's been through an experience that could probably be very helpful and have some knowledge about it. But this past week, and it's always something that's like, you know, fatherhood, sobriety, you know, health, whatever it is. This past week was breakups. And they brought on a gal who is like a uh, relationship expert and sociologist. And she was basically talking about how when you – there's all these different styles of breakup. And nowadays, for how fast we move through relationships, the best way you can probably tell somebody that it's over is instead of ghosting them, uh, be uh, be an adult and ask them to FaceTime. You don't need to go meet for coffee anymore. You don't need to do it Just. A quick FaceTime and just be like, hey, really nice to see you. Hopefully everything's going well. Hope you have a th- good Thanksgiving. Say, by the way, I think you're a lovely person. It's This is just not working for me. And I didn't want to uh, leave you hanging and wondering. So I just wish you the best. That is a very adult way to do it. Um, Ryan Trainer, Megan's brother, had made mention that there was many times throughout his relationships where he would just stop texting. Just done. We're out. No more. Don't need to. Piles of text messages would come in. Hey, you ever going to respond? Like, what's up? Are you ever going to talk to me again? And just keep moving. Just keep moving. <laughs> Not a big deal. Um, I was thinking about it as I was listening and editing that podcast. And uh, after I was done, I took a cup of coffee and went uh, went outside for a little bit. And was just uh, reflecting on what was said inside of that pod and it made me realize that upon ghosting somebody if that person depending on their reaction to it the people who don't uh get back to you the people who don't um you know try to work their way into a response the people who don't say terrible things to elicit you know a negative response from you those are the people you should have never ghosted those are the people that have shown that uh, first off, they are m- way more worthy of their time than yours because they're not going to sit and pine over it. So if you stop texting somebody and they send one text message and you don't respond back um, or they don't respond back, probably somebody you should have maybe stuck it out with for sure, because they are going to be somebody they are proving to you that uh they are a person who decides to take what happens to them and react to it in a positive way instead of constantly trying to get your attention or doing. Ter- I had a girl who uh, this was not that long ago um, where basically I had said, hey, listen, um, this isn't just going to work out. And then it just became a whole thing. And it was, you know, harassing text messages. And I mean, it was like weeks on end and it wouldn't stop. And the number one thing you can do is just leave it alone. Like just let that person keep building up a bunch of evidence as to why it is that they are absolute psychos, and you've made the <laughs> you've made the correct choice in not being around this person. But as I was thinking about it, man, like there's a lot of times where you pull that move and you stop the text messages and the phone calls and you start to like pull away a little bit, and as you pull away, uh, you kind of realize. That uh, that person starts moving on to other things, there's a little bit of the heart wants what it can't have, and you start going, you know what? Maybe I should have, maybe I should have uh, thought it differently with this one. So I don't know. As I was, uh, I was just listening to that. Uh, it was a really, it's very insightful, and I believe the episode is, is it today Wednesday. Yeah, so the episode is out today. I would definitely say go listen to it. She's very uh you know for a 24 or 25 year old pop star and her brother who used to be a cocaine addict they got a lot of insight i'm actually delightful delightfully entertained every time i go and i edit that podcast uh let's get to a couple comments here hi heather thanks for stopping by danielle so true i take ghosting as a sign that i probably dodged a bullet with that one i move on yeah it doesn't take a whole lot Um, and especially for people that have been through it before, like you just, you just realize like, Oh, that's the sign. I know what's going on here. We're good. Uh, I give it now. I give one person, one chance to hang out and I'm like, that's it. Listen, uh, if we go on a date and it's great and we have a good time, I will drop you a line and go, I would love to do this again. Are you free on Thursday? If they say, no, I'm not available on Thursday. Now the onus is back on them. So I just shoot them a line and go, OK, well, whenever you want to do this again, please let me know because I'm more than willing to do it. But I'm not going to. Dude, so much other shit to do. So busy with other things like why? Why waste your time on it, man? Why waste your time? There's not, There's no I don't know. It was very insightful what this woman had to say about like how we another thing that she brought up that I really like kind of took took heart to was um. If you date somebody, I dated a gal that, uh, she was great, loved everything about her. And it just turned out that her family was just like super overprotective. Um, we had gone, where did we go? I think we were going to like a baseball game and her brother who was younger than she was had kind of pulled me aside while we were leaving. And he's like, Hey man, uh, you got some precious cargo inside of that car. So you be careful. Okay, I don't want anything happening to my baby sister. I was like, okay, bud, (laughs) you got it, dude, not a problem. It's weird, but all right, I guess. uh... But they were like, they were super overprotective. And everything that we wanted to do together, it kind of had to be thrown through a filter of what her family would either say or think, or they would have to be involved in somehow. And I always thought that was like, really, really strange. That first off, you would allow somebody to have that much dominion over you, especially as a uh, as an adult in their in their thirties. But then the other thing that like really like hit home was as I was listening to this woman the other day talking on the uh, Megan Trainer podcast was she said basically what a family is doing is regardless of who you are, they will make you jump through hoops because they have. Uh, they have basically, um, uh, they are making you get through them to her, regardless of how good you are, if they're going to do that to everybody, it's almost like it's a power trip. So when you allow family members to be able to dictate who it is that you should date or give their opinions on the people that you should be hanging out with, you're kind of saying, I am not mature enough to be able to make my own decisions of my social circle and that's a terrible place to be uh i don't don't like it with money i don't like it with friendships i don't like it i'm not a fan so it was very 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 insightful when she said that families are when they get overprotective it's not a lot of times it's not because they are overprotective it's because they want the power over that person And having the opportunity to tell somebody you're not allowed to date that person or we are going to think ill of them, (laughs) it sort of runs hand in hand. And I don't know. I would say I would give a suggestion to go listen to that podcast, Working On It, Breakups. I believe it since it's Wednesday. It just came out today. So, yeah, definitely go check it out. Hi, Christy. Thanks for stopping by uh amanda yeah that's sad no it's sad yeah there's a lot of you'd be amazed you'd really be amazed for sure um and it's funny because if you think about it if you really wanted that family member to be you know happy and if they found somebody regardless of their social status or job or looks whatever it is wouldn't you back off a little bit and go you why don't you figure it out you like that person go figure it out you know you're not gonna like everybody Sometimes the person that you dislike the most is the guy who married your sister. It's just the way it works. I got lucky because my one of my best friends married my sister, you know? I take a lot of shit for it in fantasy football, but I'm telling you, sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. Uh, Amanda, absolutely, just be supportive. I agree, I agree. Mira, ha ha ha, new meaning to precious cargo. Yeah, it, it felt weird when he said it too. He was like, hey bud, you got precious cargo in there. You got precious cargo. There's precious cargo in there. Don't you be digging up my precious cargo. I was like, dude, people are allowed to get into traffic accidents. Like, we're not. Are we not? Like, that's, listen, it's all part of it. You're allowed to die. You're allowed to eat turkey on Thanksgiving. You're allowed to get into traffic accidents. Jesus Christ. We're just driving to the game. My goodness, my man. I don't know. It felt weird. I mean, it's nice when, if you're in that boat of being that girl and somebody can, you know, be nice enough that they would think of you in that way where they want to be protective, but I don't know. For everybody else, man, it just it really did. It kind of just came off creepy. Oh, now you're just being crazy. And now. And now. One ran for the road. One ran for the road. Shut up, you're drunk. All right, here we go. It's what we do every single Friday, but since it's Wednesday before Thanksgiving, we're doing it today. It's called One Ran for the Road. Hop into a random word generator and then we sit and we complain about that one word. This week, I hit the button and refresh Suspicion, ooh, suspicion Uh, First off, it, it falls right into the realm of dating Because hasn't everybody been suspect of the people that they're with? And why is it that the people that know that you are being suspicious of them doing some nefarious activities Why can't they help put your mind at ease? Why can't they? Why is it that you can't just like, for one moment look from the other person's side and go, you know what, maybe I am kind of flirty. Maybe I am somebody who kind of gives the look uh, every now and again. Maybe I am somebody who, you know, uh, goes out on a Friday night and kind of gets cozy with my uh, my friend's new boyfriend. But even though I'm going home with you, it's still weird, right? It, may, it does make you suspicious. Plus, the other thing that's just... Here's the thing about it, man, is that you you will drive yourself crazy with suspicion. It will. It really will. It'll drive you insane. You will try so hard to prove yourself right. It's like when you hop online, like you're looking for a piece of information and you're like, you're like, uh, I used to do this all the time with radio numbers. I used to go like, how many people are actually listening to a single station in a market? You know, I'd look at like the city of Baltimore. I'd get offered a job in Baltimore and I'd go, how many people are listening to that radio station? I bet it's got to be like less than 50,000. And then I'd go and I'd look at the number and the number would come back and it'd be like, you know, six hundred and fifty thousand. And I'd go, that's got to be wrong. And then you just keep searching the Internet until you find the numbers that make you right. It's the same with suspicion. You do it to your significant others. You do it to people. If you got something that has been solidified inside of your head, it's not leaving. If you think somebody is uh, definitely stepping out on you, you're going to keep checking until you make yourself right. You will do everything you possibly can. And the worst thing you can possibly do, and I've had to learn this the hard way, man, going into somebody else's phone. That's probably the biggest thing. That's the hardest thing. And especially once you break that trust with somebody, uh, it's awful. It feels the worst. Depending on who you're dating, because I was with somebody who kind of like hung that over my head. Like she knew that I was very... I'm not a very jealous person, but I was definitely somebody who was like worried that this person is kind of like stepping out on me and then come to find out like hindsight after I sat down and really thought about it and put a little bit of study towards why I was feeling that way. It was like, well, the only reason why you kept searching out to find if this person was seeing somebody else was because you just really wanted out of the relationship. You should have just ended it, but you didn't want to look like the bad person. So what you did was you wanted to put it back on her to make her look terrible. When really what you should have done is just like, you know, threw her to the side and just been like, all right, I guess we're done with that and just moved on with your life. But instead, you allowed it to eat you up inside. And that is what suspicion can do. Uh, Michael, suspicion can be the devil. Yeah, it can, man. It can like, oh, dude. And when, when it's in your head, it, it doesn't, it, it won't leave. It, it, it consumes everything about you. Like you just know something is up. You just know you can feel it. And uh, that spidey sense, when that thing's tingling, man, it's tough to get around and you will do everything. Even, you know, breaking into your girlfriend's phone, you'll do that just to be able to quell that feeling on the inside. Because you just, you know, you're right. Hey, what's up, Nicole? How are you? Uh, So yeah, I would say if there's one thing that you can pause, and after like, it was weird too, because after her and I broke up, uh, it was like all of that suspicion, or I don't want to say jealousy, but like all those feelings that... I had. Every girlfriend ever since then, never had it again. Didn't care. I never cared. Never not once. It was just like, eh, eh, all right, all right. uh If you would like to, you know, go out with somebody else, you're more than welcome to. Because I got so much shit to do. Everybody would get mad all the time when like people would go, uh, hey, I know we meant to meet at 7, but I'm running a little behind and uh, it's going to be like 7.40. I know a lot of people, the immediate response to that is, well, what the, what the fuck? What the fuck? What do you mean? So You do this all the time. You do this all the time, which is just an attack on somebody's character. You do this all the time, okay? It happens once or twice. When somebody goes, hey, I'm going to be there at 740, I'm like, thank God. Uh last time I got to go out and do shit with you. Oh, thank God. Mira, trust your guts. Ain't that the truth? Although the thing that I just packed filled with IPAs and beef jerky all the time, probably not the best thing to listen to, you know, but, uh, you know. <laughs> especially after COVID, but I get it right on. All right, well, thank you guys very much. Always love hanging out with you, especially uh, right before we get into the holidays. So enjoy Thanksgiving. Hopefully we see a bunch of sweet pictures of you guys hanging out with the family. I got two shows coming up this weekend. In fact, I got a write-up from uh, Patrick Strait, who is the uh, reporter for Minnesota Comedy. Uh, He's going to post it on Friday. I just got an interview with him yesterday. And uh, sweet guy, man, the sweetest. Just the nicest dude on the planet. And, uh, yeah, we got a write-up coming up for this weekend. Gutty's um, going to be uh, hanging out, uh, was it, Friday night and Saturday night, both nights, 7.30. Uh, BJ just shot me a line, and it says, check your messenger. All right, let's take a look here, bud. But uh, if you want tickets for those shows, I believe you can just get them right at the door. Uh, shouldn't be too hard. Uh, Garbage Pail Kids, Rudy Toot! <laughs> <laughs> I love that picture. Dude, I may have to go ahead and uh get this thing uh printed off and hanging in the and be hanging in the basement, man. That's fantastic. I love that. God I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah, guys, Google garbage pail kids Rudy Toot. That'll make your weekend for sure uh bj million fish in the sea no one needs to ponder over just one I, here's the thing in about minneapolis too when i hear that when they go hey man a uh, million fish in the sea here's the problem with like that saying is that imagine if you were a fisherman and you went to a lake and then you caught a fish and you're like that's a nice fish i like this fish nothing wrong with this fish so you put the fish inside of the live well and then the fish texts you and you're like, hey, how's it going, fish? He's like, hey, so you want to hang out again? And then you're like, I don't know. Maybe I got some stuff going on this weekend, but I'll let you know about next week. Because you just really don't know if you want to hang out with the fish again. And then after a while, like two, three text messages, you throw it back into the, uh, into the uh, you know, the friggin' lake. And then you go over to the next lake. And then you fish. And then you look down da- and you realize all the fish in that lake. We're the same exact fish from the first lake. Not like the same species of fish. I'm talking about the same exact fish. That is what it is like to date in Minneapolis. You get on a dating app, you meet a bunch of people, you go to the next dating app, it's all the same people. <laughs> 1,000, it's the same fish. Every lake is the same fish. So good luck with all that. <clears throat> Luckily, they got a bunch of beer inside the boat. Makes it worthwhile. You guys have a great weekend. Enjoy Thanksgiving. We'll be back on Monday. Till then, thank you so much. I really do appreciate every time we take a long walk to Cleveland. Seeking the truth never gets old.